Welcome to Direct Line with Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Direct Line, religious topics without preaching. Mixing politics and religion and not shying away from controversy. You're not going to find all your answers, but you will always find an opinion. This is Direct Line. And now your hosts, Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Well, good morning. Welcome to Direct Line. It is Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. It's Thursday, January 13th. Stephanie, we have a great show planned. We've got two great guests, Nathan Lindstrom Mm -hmm. from the Hope Center Mm -hmm. and Pastor Ryan Harris from the Assembly of God are going to be with us. And we're going to be talking about MLK Day in Danville. Coming up. Um, One of the things I love about our community is that on uh, that third Monday in January, you can plan on a march taking place. You can plan on a worship service mm-hmm. taking place. Um, some years there's been a banquet. There's not going to be a banquet this year, but um, I don't want to give away all the details. Okay. I don't want to spoil the interview, right. but it's going to be a great time. But several articles kind of jumped out and grabbed a hold of me. Okay. And one of them this week <laughs> that, that I just... I bet you just loved this I am one. loving it. Yeah. It says less than 10% of evangelicals want shorter sermons, 30% want more in-depth teaching. And so we've talked about this before, but, you know, the thought that goes through a lot of circles is people just don't have attention spans anymore. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. you got to keep it short mm-hmm. and you got to move on. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think most weeks I'm about a 25-minute guy mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. the message. Sometimes we'll go a little bit over. Sometimes we'll do different things like we're going to do this coming Sunday where we'll have a video. We're going to have an extended 10-minute mm-hmm. video right. as part of that that's going to tell the story. We're right. talking about our Ivory Coast trip along Along right. those lines. But as I read through this, it was encouraging to me mm-hmm. that people who are saying that they're evangelicals, mm-hmm. they're wanting more. Right. They're right. desiring more. What was your takeaway from that article? Did you have anything that grabbed a hold of you from that? Well, I was a little surprised, actually. I mean, I, I thought that people probably are like, ah, just give me a little bit less. But, um, you know, I wonder, too, if sometimes, I mean, you you are like this. You're like, you have so much information. And I wonder if it's like, slow down a little bit right. so I can absorb some of this. Right. And so I'd rather have 40 minutes of I where I can really it. process yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and I'm not, I'm not saying anything against you. You right. just have... A lot of content, which is wonderful, but I think it's a good. I think it's a good sign yeah. that evangelicals are saying, "I want a little bit more." Yeah. I think that's a good sign. I think it's a great sign, mm-hmm. and I think the message that I would throw out, if I was asked to respond to this, is this is awesome, but it's a reminder that if you really want to grow in your faith, if you really want to develop in your faith. Sunday morning sermons probably aren't enough. Right. If I get oh, one no. twenty-five or one forty-five yeah. minute message right. a week, right. that's probably not enough. Right. And um, my son-in-law brought the message a couple weeks ago, yes. and you know his thing was start that habit of every mm-hmm. day mm-hmm. being in the Word, mm-hmm. every day being a part mm-hmm. of it. And mm-hmm. I think that's the response that I would have is that you should want more, mm-hmm. and you can have right. more. Right. Right. And so I'm super excited yeah. about a new discipleship experience right. that um, it's been around for. A while it was a part of our DNA at my former ministry in Clinton, mm-hmm. but it's called Rooted. Right. It's a discipleship experience. Now Tom Rayner is considered one of the church growth experts in our country today. Mm-hmm. And he wrote a blog post, I think the first day of the year, it might have been January 2nd, but he said that basically he believes that Rooted is the most powerful discipleship experience mm-hmm. that he has ever come across. And several of us are going to be right. going through it right. um, really in the next couple of weeks. Right. And then we're hoping as a, as a church to be able to roll it out this fall. Right. Not 100% that right. that's going to happen. But the thing I love about Rooted is it's based around seven rhythms. Mm-hmm. And so the rhythm 
rhythms are daily devotion, prayer, freedom from strongholds, serving the community, sacrificial generosity, sharing your story, and celebration. Mm -hmm. I love that includes a celebration. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, and the thing about it, do you know where they base this from? They really take it from Acts chapter 2. That's really the, the, The and and not just Acts 2, but the early church. But um, I I think that it's just a, a great opportunity that's out there. And it's just a reminder with the new year there's new opportunities, mm-hmm. and really, let's take oppor- let's take opportunity when we can mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. not settle for stagnation, mm-hmm. to not settle for what we've always known, mm-hmm. but to try to do a little bit better. Yeah, very so, good. Another article that grabbed me from the Christian Post. This was Tuesday of this week in 2021. Americans waved goodbye to blue cities and to states. Right. They headed to the red ones. They did. And, Which is uh, a little worrisome. Are they going to vote blue and the red? Well, And I just don't know. carry their yeah. ideology with them? Yeah, I don't know. I, I think a lot of the people that are leaving probably are not buying into maybe what you would call the, the far left mm-hmm. ideology would be my mm-hmm. guess. But for the first time in its mm-hmm. history, mm-hmm. the state of California has mm-hmm. lost congressional seats in redistricting Mm -hmm. and states like Tennessee and Texas and Florida, uh, Arizona, Mm -hmm. they are bursting with population Mm -hmm. growth. Mm -hmm. Now, do you know what many of those states have in common? Uh, Republican uh, governors? Well, they do, um, although not all of them. But what I was going to say is no state income tax. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My kids live in Florida. They love it. Yeah. 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 And so um, I I think that there are lessons to be learned. Now, I Mm -hmm. share that because I I live in a blue state. Right. You and I minister in a blue state. Right. And... uh, I'm not going to lie. There's a part of me that thinks, man, it'd be great to be in a state that is not so mm-hmm. liberal-leaning. Mm-hmm. I mean, our governor right. uh, has said he wants Illinois to have um, the most accessible abortion right. laws in the country. He wants to be an abortion capital Factory. of the yeah. country. It just yeah. makes me sick. Yeah. You know, we have legalized marijuana. And this mm-hmm. may be controversial with some people. And they're mm-hmm. saying, but Greg, look at all the money that's being generated. Mm-hmm. Look at all the revenue. Mm-hmm. And I say, go listen to what's happened in Colorado. They've mm-hmm. had it for five years now. And it's not universal celebration. Mm-hmm. The, the collateral damage is uh, measurable. It's it's marked, and mm-hmm. it's it's not going away. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I guess I'm just reminded that we are here for such a time as right. this, and we need to look for opportunities. But this was a stark mm-hmm. reminder mm-hmm. that people vote not just every four years, right. but they vote with their feet. They vote with their feet. I like yeah. that. Yeah. I said that. Yeah. And yeah. so um, I- any reflections on that? Well, as I- maybe a right leaning uh, red state living. Well, and right on the border. Right. I think, I think you see, I mean, at least in my town, real estate, I mean, people are coming over yeah. to buy, yeah. you know, housing. So it's affecting our little neighborhood, I think. Um, yeah. High prices, are, you know, right. our house prices are amazing. I don't know. They're what off means. the charts, aren't they? They are off the charts. Yep, yeah. for sure. Yep. I, I just hope they don't vote that same ideology. And we don't want the liberal. We don't right. want it. Yeah, I don't We don't know. want the big you know, taxes. We don't I want have it. not heard people raising that question that you're raising right now. Is this actually a bad thing because people that maybe have this this – ultra left leaning agenda mm-hmm. are now going to muddy the water, so to speak, mm-hmm. in places like Florida and Texas and Tennessee and elsewhere. And, and that may be that that could be the case. 
Um, I don't know. It, 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 that would be an interesting study. Yeah, so. This might be controversial, but remember I was in Florida two yeah. years ago yeah. on Christmas Eve, and we went to the Christmas Eve service, and you know I was reprimanded because I didn't have a mask on. Well, nobody had a yeah. mask on. It was a year ago. It was, was 2020. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I mean, I was reprimanded by people back here. I right. can't believe you don't have. Well, nobody had a mask right. on. But their right. pastor from the stage said, yeah. we welcome you from yeah. states like New York yeah. and Illinois. Yeah. But don't vote like you did in New York. <laughs> I mean, he literally said it. So, I mean, that was from a church So, so he platform. wasn't hiding his oh, perspective Oh, no. And I've seen, I mean, yeah. I've seen that. You're welcome here. But yeah. don't vote like you did in those states. Yeah. Yep. Hey, couple things before we go to break, because okay. we're going to have a, a, a long second yeah. segment. I want to talk a little bit about the sermon from last week. Okay. I told you last week that mm -hmm. I was going to bore everyone to death with a history <laughs> right. message. Give me your reflections. You're not someone that's grown up in the Christian church. Right. You said you didn't know much about kind of, we call it the Stone Campbell movement. Right. Did you learn anything? I did. I thought it was really well done. Um, it didn't feel like a history lesson. Okay. Um, it made me... Think about, you know, founders, the founders of really, I guess, any denomination, but ours specifically, they decided, you know, we want, we want this to be different. We right. want, want, you know, Christ alone, whatever, right. you know, all that right. stuff. Um, I thought it was done really well. You did a good job. I, I learned a lot. I appreciate you saying that. Mm -hmm. um, that's not why I asked you that, though, mm -hmm. because I think the thing that we need to be reminded of is history is not a bad thing. And I think if you had a history message every week, obviously that's right. not why we're here. Right. But I think to understand our roots, to understand right. our heritage, I think is incredibly important. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things that we need to learn is, you know, what was the vision maybe from these founding fathers that's not being lived out today? Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things that really hit me as I was preparing is that motto, where the Bible speaks, mm -hmm. we speak, yes. and where the Bible's silent, we're silent. And I had to acknowledge, I don't always live that out in my life, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. I throw it up on the bulletin board when it's mm -hmm. convenient, mm -hmm. but there's times that I don't really give people that liberty where the Bible's silent. Mm -hmm. I, I will be silent. I will have charity. You know, mm -hmm. I, I, I will mm -hmm. allow a difference of perspective. Mm -hmm. It's not essential. Mm -hmm. It's not something that, right. you know, the, the scripture definitely speaks to. I need to be much more humble. Right. So right. it was really good. I, I particularly liked the fact that you came to church in a woman's shirt. <laughs> yeah. So for those of you that are listening, <laughs> this is hilarious. And we'll go to break after it. Marla and I went shopping Friday night, went to the sporting goods store in Champaign to take back a Christmas present. Uh -huh. Long story there. And I noticed that in the men's section, yes. there were flannels that were 50% awesome. off. She awesome. picked out two flannels. Yeah. I put one on Sunday morning. I should have known something was wrong when it didn't yes. button right. You should have known. I realized that five till eight, I'm wearing a woman's flannel. I thought it was a little tight. Were the sleeves now, now, a little short? Now, should I have shared that with the church or not? I think I got more feedback from that illustration. Absolutely, than you should anything. have shared it. It made you. It made you human, Greg. Well, I, I did mean, change in time yes, for the nine twenty and ten forty-five, and then and you my... came out wearing it, which I didn't even notice. You know? I know. I was trying but, to be uh, funny, but, yeah. but at least said, Marla has a new shirt. Oh, now, so. she was loving it. She uh, was cracking up when that played out. So <laughs> you, you never know how God's going to humble you. I'll just leave it right there. It was a great day. With the it was a great day a second. Yeah. And I want to say a word about this Sunday. We're going to be talking about our Ivory Coast Africa yeah, trip. I'm and we've excited got about the extended that. video. And I'm going to talk mm -hmm. about what I witnessed that the Lord is doing in a Bangaroo. Mm -hmm. And we're going to hear from Pamela Allison yes. and Robin Pilkington yeah. and Michelle Vandeveer yeah. from our church. So yeah, it's going to be excited. a great day. Yeah. All right. Sure. Hey, let's go to break. When we come back, Pastor Ryan Harris and Nathan Lindstra are going to join us. You're listening to Direct Line, Greg and Steph, January 13. We'll be right back. 
You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty LLC. Member SIPC. Hi, I'm Linda Darby, and I'm part of the third generation of Darbys to own Sunset Funeral Home in Memorial Park. Since the 1960s, our family has been proud to serve Vermilion County by providing unmatched dedication and personalized service to families. And I'm Ross Darby. I'm part of the fourth generation in our family business. I want to introduce you to Hall of Fame plaques and signs. We promise to provide you with the same level of service at our sign shop that you've grown accustomed to at our funeral homes and cemetery. With a name like Hall of Fame, it's going to be great. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. Looking for a job that offers flexible hours, competitive pay, 401k options, and a few extra perks? This is Deanna Witzel from the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring. This is Rob Witzel, area supervisor. We are hiring managers, custodians, and crew members at all locations in Covington, Danville, Oakwood, Hoopston, and Georgetown. Hourly pay for custodians and crew members is up to $13 an hour, and manager pay is up to $17 an hour. Just fill out the online application today at mchire.com or stop by any of our locations. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyds of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. Hans Tankwash is thankful for the impact of Women's Care Clinic in Danville. Here now from Executive Director Bethany Hager. For almost 30 years, Women's Care Clinic has provided free services to local women and men making pregnancy decisions. We offer pregnancy testing, ultrasound scanning, parenting education, group support, and assistance with all the items parents need to welcome home baby. Thank you, Vermillion County, for all your support. Find us at danvillewcc.org or call 217-431-0987. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Welcome back to Direct Line. This is Stephanie with Greg on January 13th, a chilly uh, Thursday morning, although it has been better this week than last week. It was so bitter cold last week. It was better today than it was a couple days ago when it was in the single digits. Exactly. Exactly. Well, we're so glad to have with us in studio this morning, Pastor Ryan Harris and Nathan Lindstra, and we're going to talk all things Martin Luther King Day. Yes. Yes. So, Greg, why don't you kind of, you're on the board. All three of you are on the board for Martin Luther King. Yes, ma'am. For the celebration. For the celebration service. So, I'm 
I'm not. I don't know anything about it, so I'm going to yeah. throw it to you guys and let you guys talk about well, it. Well, let me start with this kind of introduction. Um, in January of 2020, I was invited to be a part of the MLK Day celebration service, yeah. and it was the first time I think I'd been in St. James United Methodist Church, yeah. and it was certainly the first time I'd been a part of the MLK Day celebration here in Danville. What an incredible mm experience that was. I think Daniel Garrett was the pastor that shared that day from the city of Chicago. The choir was just, I mean, it just, mm -hmm. to me, seemed a little bit like a taste of heaven mm -hmm. in so mm -hmm. many ways. Mm -hmm. And so I've been blessed in the last couple months to be able to join the committee, but Nathan's been a part of it for about 10 years. Mm -hmm. Ryan's been a part of it for about six years. And I wanted to get these guys in mm -hmm. and talk a little bit about the celebration, but even more than that, to talk about Dr. King and his legacy, his message, um, how that legacy is unfolding in 2022. Um, are there positives? Are there areas where, you know, we're still missing the mark as a culture and as a country? And so let's start by talking about what's going to happen on Monday. Monday, January 17, there is a march that takes place. I think it starts at 1030. They're asking yes. people to line up at 10. Yes. And you can walk or you can drive. Is that right? Right. And so I didn't mention that Sunday in church, mm. you know, for those that don't actually want to get out and walk, <laughs> yeah. you know, it can be a parade, you okay. know, as well, but that takes place about 1030 and we end up at St. James United Methodist Church. Where do you church. start with this march? Maine and Logan? Yes. Maine and Logan. Yeah. That's where we start. And, and so we're going to march or drive to St. James United Methodist Church. Right. With a stop at the MLK statue. Gotcha. Uh, right there by the Jackson building. Yeah. On Jackson and Williams. Yeah. And so, um, and either of you can take this. How, how big is typically the march and the parade? Is this very large or not really? It's been pretty sizable. Okay. I would say over the years. Good. Usually there's, I don't know how many, 50 to 100 people maybe that march and then a number of vehicles as well on the motorcade. So, okay. It has been a good turnout despite cold weather. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes in January, yeah. we've had a good turnout over the years. Yeah. And so, Nathan, for you, um, why the march? Why the parade? Is it because that was a part of Dr. King's legacy and his ministry when he was still alive? Sure. I wasn't around when the march was originally instituted here in Danville, but. Uh, as far as I understand, it's because marches were so prominent in the civil rights movement in the okay. 1960s to continue that legacy and to continue to honor those who marched for freedom and justice. Yeah. And, and I would just throw this out. There's a lot of people probably listening to this that have never been a part of this march, this parade. And I think Monday's a great time to come out and say, you know, we start right now with this. It looks like the weather is going to be about a high of 30, which, you know, that's not Florida weather, but it's also not single digits, right, you know, right, and it's right. not a snowstorm. Right. So I think it is a great time hmm. to come and to check it out. Well, then at 1130 a.m., we have a service at St. James United Methodist Church. And Ryan, when you think about the service and the importance of coming together in 2020, it was a good turnout. I mean, that, that auditorium was pretty full. What, what do you see being the importance of gathering to worship at 11.30 a.m. on this Monday that is called Martin Luther King Day in, in America? I think the interesting thing is I, I had a similar experience to what you had in 2020. It was not long after I came to Danville that probably the first community event that I ever attended yeah. was MLK Day service. Yeah. And uh, just seeing the... Uh, amount of people who came out for it, uh, as you said, the choir and to listen to them sing and just the 
whole atmosphere of the day was so powerful. And I remember leaving thinking, I'm really glad I went to that. And I really want to be a part of what that is, because I don't really have context in no other community that I've ever served. Did they have a celebration like that? So I don't know what other community celebrations are like, but it, it, it was the first thing to let me know Danville is a special place and that there are really good things happening here. And I just think when you come out to that event, you can't help but leave with some level of hope that in spite of where we are, we're at least trying to get where we're supposed to be and that there are like-minded people in the midst of this world of crazy that just love one another and believe that what Dr. King stood for is something we should all still be striving for. You know, another part of the day that's going to be really exciting is we're awarding a scholarship. Right. And, um, you know, I was a part of the scholarship selection process. And, you know, a lot of times you have a scholarship committee and everybody sends in kind of a one-page deal mm-hmm. and, you know, what do you think? This was a very thorough process, <laughs> yes. you know. Um, I, I missed the first part of my Illini basketball game Thursday night <laughs> because it went so long. But I was very thankful that mm-hmm. it really was very objective. I thought we had seven excellent applicants and the only bummer for me is that we only can award one scholarship quite yeah, honestly that was my thought as well yeah yeah <laughs> so, so nathan you've been a part of it talk a little bit about the scholarship the purpose of it and specifically sure. to this year i think we all agreed man we had seven excellent applicants talk we about did. that so it's a four thousand dollar scholarship awarded to a graduating high school senior from uh, danville yeah. danville high school specifically yeah, yeah. So I don't know how many years it's been going on, but I think we've given away close to $100,000 wow. over the years wow. in scholarships yeah. to help um, students from our community continue yeah. their education. And like you said, we had great, we <laughs> great applicants this year, and I felt so bad that we couldn't give out more yeah. uh, to some of the other students who applied because they were excellent essays and yeah. excellent submissions this year. What really touched me was the career path that so right. many of these want to go on. I mean, one wanted to be a pastor. One wants to be a teacher. I mean, I, I don't have it mental all in health front of mental and, health. Yeah. yeah, right. I mean, it was obvious. I mean, when I was seventeen, <laughs> were you even thinking about that kind of stuff? <laughs> no, I was, yeah. but not like I read. Yeah. You know, not not really so the depth of what yeah. they're as seventeen year olds or eighteen year olds. Mm-hmm. Right. It mm-hmm. was just a super encouraging deal, and so I assume that is awarded on Monday. Is that right? Yes, it yeah. will be awarded on Monday during the eleven thirty service. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so last year, Caleb Campbell from our church was right. awarded that. Right. Of course, last year was online. Is that right? Because yes. of COVID. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, so, so it's a neat deal. What would you say to someone who has never attended? And that would be me. I have never attended. I've been here for a long time, and I've never gone. I'm not sure why, but I plan to go yes. this year. Yes. Um, I think Greg has just talked it up so much that I'm like, I need to go. What would you tell someone else like like me who has never taken the time or carved the time out of a Monday to to go and be a part of this celebration, Ryan? I don't think you'll regret it mm-hmm. in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. I think that it will be a value use of your time mm-hmm. and and what what I love about it is that you know MLK day is a national holiday it's a day off right. but we don't start this service till later in the morning mm-hmm. so right. you can still enjoy your day off mm-hmm. a little yeah. bit mm-hmm. yeah. and then there's plenty of time afterwards as well it's mm-hmm. everything's over by 1 1 30 mm-hmm. something yeah. like that mm-hmm. um, but it's it's just well worth your time and I think you'll leave feeling better Mm -hmm. than when you came. Mm -hmm. I I just really believe that'll be your experience. 
Nathan, what, what would you say to that? I was going to say, let me add that um, mm-hmm. it's a great opportunity to worship with people from all sorts of different churches Amen. within our community. Mm-hmm. Um, from diverse ethnic backgrounds, different denominations, different churches. It's a great celebration of the unity that we have through Christ to come together as a church and worship our God as in no other setting like it within yeah. our community, really, mm-hmm. where you have people from so many different churches that come together to, to celebrate and worship. And, and Stephanie, let me give you one more reason to come. Vegetable soup. Vegetable okay. soup? Well, yes. I, I, we're not supposed to advertise that, okay. but I'm just going to say vegetable okay. soup. All right. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, yeah. I'm going to go, and I hope that some of our listeners maybe that have not have not attended will be there with me. And yes. I want to say thank you to St. James. I mean, oh, yeah. it's a yeah. big undertaking it is. to host sure. this. And their sanctuary, in my opinion, is it's just gorgeous. majestic. Yeah. It just it's amazing. Is. Gorgeous. And it's a great place to have it take place, and I can't wait for it. Hey, I want to talk a little bit about the late Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. It is hard for me to believe this. I, I looked it up, and I saw it can't have been that long, but coming up on 54 years since he was assassinated right. in Memphis in 1968. Um, I, I want both of you to speak to this. I mean, most of us remember Dr. King. I mean, he died before I was born. Let me say right. that. Right. But um, yeah. you know, <laughs> you know, I, I have a dream, that speech. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm doing some continuing education through the Colson Center, the Colson Fellows Program. And one of our assignments in December was to read his letter from a Birmingham jail. Mm. I mean, th- that is... Just unbelievably powerful. Um, I thought about reading it, but I mean, it is, it's 10 pages, and I don't know if that's good radio or not. And I don't even know if it's legal to do you it link or not. It? Um, I could link it. That's a great idea. I will link it. But um, when you think of the legacy mm. of Dr. King almost 54 years later, what do you see, Nathan? What do you see, Ryan? I want each of you to mm. tackle that. Let's talk about maybe some positives, but let's also talk about, you know, what work we still have to do. Nathan, you start. Do you want me to speak personally as well as nationally or just mm-hmm. um, yeah. in Bo- whatever? Both, really. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I grew up in a pretty all-white community, small rural community, and um, there wasn't much diversity. But since I've become an adult, Martin Luther King has had a tremendous impact on my life, listening to some of his speeches, reading some of his um, writings, incredible man. He knew the scriptures well, intelligent. I've read the letter from a Birmingham jail as well, and it's incredible. It just he just brought all this stuff off the top of his head with yeah. no, <laughs> yeah. no resources there, and incredibly intelligent, intellectual, and yeah. um, he's impacted my life in a great way. But speaking more nationally, I think his legacy is um, unmatched in so many ways. He's impacted so many people in our country from the lowest of the low to the highest of the high, people from all sorts of different ethnic backgrounds, racial backgrounds, the impact to challenge people to fight for justice, freedom, equality for all in our nation. Powerful. Ryan, what would you say? Well, I think it's very interesting because uh, Dr. King's legacy and the uh, basic passion of why, why he did what he did and who he was, was he was raised up, I really believe, by God in our nation at a specific time to help us address some issues that I believe there was a time in our country that people believe the abolishment of slavery meant the end of racial inequality. Right. Um, and then I think there's also the truth that there are a lot of people who thought the civil rights movement also ended racial inequality. 
but I think this process is more like, and, and I hope this metaphor is not crazy, but it, it's like someone who has a significant amount of weight they need to lose. Say they need to lose 130 pounds. I mean, yeah. that's yeah. a significant amount of weight they lose. If they lose 65 pounds, that is something that should be celebrated. Yeah. It should be honored. It should be understood. Right. But also that's not time to go eat cake right. and ice cream again. <laughs> right. Because right. you're nowhere back, near right? where you need to be. Mm-hmm. And I think that's church. where this culture is struggling so hard mm-hmm. is there are so many people in white America yeah. that think, but doesn't anybody see all the progress that's been made? Right. But there's so many people in black America that say, but doesn't anybody see how far we still have to go? Right. And I think the way we honor Dr. King is by celebrating the progress that has been made, because to say that there hasn't been progress is the spit on his legacy. His life mattered. It made a major difference. But also to say we're where we're supposed to be is the spit on his legacy because his dream is still not fully a reality. And so to me, I look at it as something I celebrate. Thank God it happened. Thank God it got us where we are. But also it then renews a challenge in me of now it's my turn, my generation's turn to take it the next step. Yeah. And that's why we still have to have these conversations. We still have to address these issues and we still have to ask God to give us wisdom mm-hmm. of how we can make our country look the way he dreamed it could be, mm-hmm. because I believe it's still possible. And that's great. That's well said, both of you. Um, when I was asked to be a part of this committee, I had to go through an interview with Sandra Finch from right. the city of Danville. <laughs> and, you know, the first question she asked me caught me off guard. I hadn't really put this into, I guess, a thought process. And she said, do you think that Dr. King's dream and his vision is only a black person's dream and a black person's vision? Or do you think it's for all people? Yeah. I, I've never been asked that before. And yeah. you know, it is absolutely for, for everyone it is yes. absolutely the idea that we will stop looking at what is the color of your skin, but, but the character of your heart and right. who you are and that America is a place where everyone, regardless of race or socioeconomic background, have opportunities to thrive. And um, it, it really moved me when she asked me that question. And, you know, I, I have long thought that racism is still an issue in our world today and in our country today and in our communities today. But um, I, I just I loved the the focus of that question mm-hmm. just reminding us. And, Ryan, I think your illustration uh, that you bring of right. the weight loss, that's mm-hmm. really a powerful illustration because, you know, much has been done, but there is much, much more yes, to right. do. Now, I was reading yesterday, preparing for this interview, and I learned some things about Dr. King. <laughs> and I'm just going to share them quickly here. Did you realize <laughs> that his birth name is not Martin? Right. Michael was his birth name, but his father was so moved by a trip to Germany and studying the Protestant Reformation leader, Martin Luther, Mm. that the father changed his name. And Martin Luther King Jr., um, at the time Michael was five, he changed his name as well. I never knew that. Five years old, huh? Five years old. Um, He went to college at 15. Right. Who starts college at 15? I guess smart guys. Not many. Absolutely (laughs) incredible. He received his doctorate in systematic theology um, at 
Philadelphia, uh, Pennsylvania's Crozer Theological Seminary, I believe. And uh, that, no, I'm sorry, uh, he received his master's degree there, and then he went to grad school at Boston University. Mm-hmm. Um, Roosevelt Davis, R.J. Davis, mm-hmm. told me that when he was a student, this is a former city councilman here in town, when he was a student at Moody Bible Institute, he heard Martin Luther King Jr. speak. In Chicago, really? in, the, in, in the early huh. 60s. Live? I mean, Live? Oh, he yeah. Wow. And he said, and then we marched together with wow. him. So huh. I just thought that was really, <laughs> um, probably the thing that moved me the most, though, is I did not realize this. He was imprisoned um, 29 times in his Man. lifetime. 29, wow. And, and, you know, here's the thing. We read about great heroes of the faith in the Bible, and they're going to jail 29 times? You know, wouldn't right. at some point maybe you think, <laughs> mm. I've done my time? Right. So, but he just kept kept. Moving on, mm, you know, it wow. was just powerful. It really was. So anyway, I hope everyone will come out. I hope everyone will be a part of the events Monday. We're, we're lining up at Maine and Logan at 10 a.m. The march parades at 1030. The service is at St. James at 1130. Uh, it's going to be a great day. Steph, I'm glad you're going to join I'm us. I'm going to come. Yes. Hey, before you guys get out of here, Nathan, talk a little bit about the work that's going on at the Hope Center. So Hope Center is our ministry that we have in Fair Oaks here on yeah. the east side of Danville. And we recently moved into a new location in April, which has been a great blessing for us to have more space to use for our programs. So right now, the big thing we have going on is our after-school programs. Yeah. So 2.30 to 5.30, Monday through Thursday, we offer um, after-school programs for kids in and around Fair Oaks. And it's going well. That's awesome. We've been averaging around 18 to 20 kids in our elementary group and three to five in our middle school group. And we've had to have a wait list because we have so many kids wow. <laughs> interested in our, our after-school program. Hours. What do we do? Yeah. So the elementary group is two hours. The middle school group is an hour. But we do all kinds of different stuff. There's Bible lessons, social-emotional learning, uh, reading, arts and crafts. We play games, snack with the kids. So That's it varies from day to day, That's but it. we cover a whole host of <laughs> activities, academic, spiritual, social, emotional, like I said. So, and so great demands. opportunities, I'm assuming, for people to volunteer and plug in. Are you looking for people at times yes. to help serve? Yeah, we have volunteers from variety of different churches yeah. within our community. And if anyone's interested, they can look us up on Facebook or on yeah. our website. Just search Hope Center Danville and you can find us. And we'd love to hear from you. We'd yeah. love to have you contact us if you're interested in volunteering. Right. And thank you for that great work that's going on. That's mm-hmm. wonderful. Mm-hmm. Ryan, you are the president of the board of the Women's Care Clinic. Full disclosure, I'm a part of that board as well. Just say a word about the, the Women's Care Clinic, the impact it has here in our community, and maybe what's happening in 2022. Well, I think it's very interesting because uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day and Sanctity of Life mm-hmm. yeah. almost always coincide and because uh, it's the same time of the year. And I think there is no coincidence with that in the sense that it wasn't long after Dr. King marched and after the Civil Rights Act was enacted that Roe versus Wade was passed. Right. And I don't believe those two things are disconnected yeah. because if you study the history of the abortion movement, if you study the history of Planned Parenthood and Margaret Sanger, yeah. her actual goal was a genocide of the black population. Right. Right. And also Planned Parenthood has regularly 
place their centers in overwhelmingly black communities. Right. The, me the reason being because the black community in our nation is the only minority that has never grown in population. Right. It's stayed at the same percentage level mm -hmm. because this abortion, this genocide continues to try to happen. Yeah. And the reason why it's able to happen is because there's nobody sharing the light of opportunity of resources to these young mothers who find themselves in an issue where they don't know what to do. Right. And we just leave them alone to try to make these difficult decisions. But what the Women's Care Clinic is here for is to give them hope, to give them resources, to give them strength, to give them uh, opportunities mm -hmm. to uh, be able to not only have their baby, but also parent well right. and be able to find, we help with GED programs so they can complete their education. Mm -hmm. We help with all different kinds of things. And through that, I believe we are taking out what is the second wave of attempting to continue to keep the population of the African Americans in our nation from being able to be who God created them to be mm -hmm. and really become the part of our nation that thrives and grows and builds us up. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, I love the fact that you asked me to share about that yeah. because I think so many times these are separate issues, right. but they're not. Right. I believe they're very closely tied mm -hmm. because I believe very much in spiritual warfare, and I believe it's the same spirit that drove racism drives abortion mm -hmm. and it is an attempt to stop a people group from becoming who God created mm -hmm. them to be. Mm -hmm. And so I'm proud that we're able to serve in this community and be able to help others. And obviously the Women's Care Clinic helps young women of all ages, right. Mm -hmm. all different ethnic backgrounds, right. that kind of thing. I'm just saying what Planned Parenthood mm -hmm. does right. and mm -hmm. what we're fighting against mm -hmm. so hard. And that's well said. And just a reminder, if you're out there, the Women's Care Clinic is once again sponsoring a class raising highly capable kids. Exactly. And it's a great opportunity. It really is. A There's a lot of grandparents that are raising their kids. Yeah. It's a great opportunity right. for grandparents. Mm -hmm. So yep. well said. We do that at our at the Hope Center as well. Awesome. Raising highly mm -hmm. capable kids. Isn't that good? Really good stuff. It is. Yep. You have a class going on right now? We did one. We did our first one in the fall, and we're mm -hmm. going to do a new one um, starting in February. Gotcha. But I don't okay. have the details on that yet. Okay, <laughs> well, we'll, get you, we'll get you back. Yeah, and uh, and promote that definitely. Mm -hmm. Well, Nathan Lindstra, Pastor Ryan Harris, thank you guys yes. for joining us mm -hmm. today. Thanks for having Thanks us. Thanks for having mm -hmm. us. And again, Monday is the day. Mm -hmm. Ten thirty March, eleven thirty service. Vegetable soup to follow. Nice. <laughs> All right, you're listening to Direct Line. We'll be right back after this. Hans Tankwash is thankful for the impact of Women's Care Clinic in Danville. Here now from Executive Director. Bethany Hager. For almost 30 years, Women's Care Clinic has provided free services to local women and men making pregnancy decisions. We offer pregnancy testing, ultrasound scanning, parenting education, group support, and assistance with all the items parents need to welcome home baby. Thank you, Vermillion County, for all your support. Find us at danvillewcc.org or call 217-431-0987. Looking for a job that offers flexible hours, competitive pay, 401k options, and a few extra perks? This is Deanna Witzel from the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring. This is Rob Witzel, Area Supervisor. We are hiring managers, custodians, and crew members at all locations in Covington, Danville, Oakwood, Hoopston, and Georgetown. Hourly pay for custodians and crew members is up to $13 an hour, and manager pay is up to $17 an hour. Just fill out the online application today at mchire.com or stop by any of our locations. 
You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty LLC. Member SIPC. Introducing Aunt B. She is Sunset's new comfort dog. Not only will she comfort our guests, but she will also answer questions regarding youth and funerals. I'm Judy Fraser. I would suggest that you email Aunt B today. Did you know that by planning your funeral or cremation ahead of time, you can lock in today's prices and make affordable monthly payments? I'm Judy Fraser, and if pre-planning is on your mind, I would suggest that you make just one phone call. Sunset Funeral Homes and Cremation Centers. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyd's of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It's Thursday, January 13th. Steph, what a great interview oh, with yeah. Pastor Ryan and Nathan. I'm really looking forward to Monday. Yeah, and good. I don't know why I never did before. I don't. I guess I just never took the time. I was busy doing other things, and yeah. I kind of feel bad. Well, you know, I so. got a call from a friend. I'd just been here, you know, six or seven months at mm-hmm. that time, mm-hmm. and they said, now you are going, aren't Aww. you? I didn't have it on my calendar. Right. You know, I think right. you out of sight, out of mind. Right. and. I think we need to do a better job as a church of advertising. I think we've tried to do it right. to where we get it in front of the people, but you got to carve out the time, That's, you know, yeah. and make it happen. I'm so I'm glad that you're going to be a part yep. of it. Hey, we couldn't do direct line without our incredible sponsor, Stephanie. Mm-hmm. Who are we saying thank you to uh, for sponsoring direct line? Dean and Gina Crandall with Morgan Stanley, the team at Hans Tankwash, the Darby family with Sunset Funeral Home, Bill and Mary Lou Knight with Lakewood Insurance, Chris and Daisha Robinson with Robinson Chiropractic, and Don and Deanna Witzel with McDonald's. Okay. So at Second Church, a lot is happening. This week, Grief Share began. It's meeting on Wednesday mornings Mm -hmm. at 1030 Mm a.m. I know we talked a little bit about Mm -hmm. it last week. Mm -hmm. Give us kind of just the DNA of Grief Share and why it's open to anybody. Yeah, yeah, Grief Share is a 13-week program. Um, It started actually yesterday, the first week. Um, But you can come next Wednesday, 1030 here at the church. It's for anyone who has lost um, a, a spouse, a parent, a child, a friend, any kind of loss. It doesn't have to be recent. It could be something from a long time ago. And it just helps you have someone walk through the grief process with you. And it can get better. It can get better, and it does get better, especially when you do it together with someone else. So, and so probably the hardest part for people is just making that commitment. I'm going to yeah. go the first time. 
the and and my mom is the leader of it along with Steve Deffenbaugh and she always says the first they say come three weeks the first two weeks are very difficult because everybody shares their own um, grief and it's very raw and it's hard but if you come three weeks you can kind of get ready to make that turn and choose um, joy uh, choose healing um, and uh, so yeah come for the first three weeks if you missed yesterday come back you know try try coming next week next Wednesday um, Maybe it's for you. Yeah. And I think that's um, in, in the category of bearing one another's burdens. Oh, yeah, for you sure. You know, and yeah. you do not have to go through this alone, is right. what I would say. So all are welcome yeah. Wednesday mornings, 1030 a.m. Mm-hmm. at Second Church. Hey, talk a little bit about the women's conference at Second Church. We're going to host a women's conference yeah, the end of the month. Saturday, January 29th. Um, it's for all ages um, for women. You can register online. I think there's some live worship that's coming uh, with uh, Abby Seiler, who has been here before. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Abby's going to lead worship. Yep. Robinson, Illinois, I think I, is I where she's from. I believe that's where she's yeah. from. Yep. So uh, live worship. And I think she's going to stick around for the weekend and be here in Next Gen for I Sunday. That, that worship the Sunday after. Yeah. Um, yeah. So several sessions that Saturday. I think lunch is provided. I don't know the details about the cost, yeah. but yeah. you can look on the website and it's on there. And Michelle Garrison is spearheading that. Correct. So if you have questions, yep. you can reach out to Kylie yep. or Michelle Garrison. Yep. Sunday, January, what would that be? The 23rd, 23rd. is uh-huh. going to be the Sanctity of Human Life. Sunday here at Second Church, and uh, we're planning a, a good morning. Mm-hmm. You know, I try to carve out time every year on that day to speak to the issue of life, and we've talked a lot about that on Direct Line, mm-hmm. but um, next week on DL, hopefully we're going to have a couple guests that are going to talk about a couple different aspects of the issue. Yeah. Again, just a reminder, if you're a praying person and you're someone that is passionate about life, be in prayer for what's going to happen. Um, it may have happened already. We're not going to find out about right. it until June right. when the Supreme Court rules on that Dobbs versus Jackson women's health case. I loved what Pastor Ryan had to say, you know, earlier Mm -hmm. in segment two about really it is evil. You know, it doesn't mean people that have abortions are evil. I I think they're victims in a lot of ways, but I I don't think people understand that Planned Parenthood, that's what the, their agenda was. That's their history. Yes. It may not be Right. Now, the people that are actually working at it, but that's right. the per- that was the purpose of it. Well, and to yeah. speak to what he said, um, I don't know if this happened in 2021, but for the 10 years previous, there were more abortions that took place of African-American children mm-hmm. in New York City mm-hmm. than live births, births. in mm-hmm. New York City. I mean, that's wrap your brain around that. Right. And that, right. that that is awful. And I'd make the case that's racism, quite yeah. honestly. Right. It's very, right. very sad. Right. So, again, that's January 23rd. Mm-hmm. Be sure to check it out. Mm-hmm. Did you watch football Monday night, the national championship game? Oh, I did, and I fell asleep. Oh, so you I fell asleep? The end. So I've uh. been rooting secretly for the Georgia Bulldogs. because Why secretly? Of, because of our friend, Dr. Because I'm an Illini fan. But uh, Dr. Jody Owens was with us, okay. and he's one of my favorite people yeah. in this world. Yeah. And he is a passionate Georgia Bulldogs yeah. fan. And so I've been kind of cheering him on. And uh, the two teams played in the SEC championship game, mm-hmm. and Alabama won pretty decisively. And I was bummed out. But um, Georgia had a fourth quarter for the ages. And so congratulations <laughs> to all Georgia fans, especially yeah. my friend Jody Owens. Yeah. But here's something that I wanted to speak to that okay. really touched me. So Nick Saban, the mm-hmm. Alabama coach, mm-hmm. he's a legend. He yeah. may go down as the greatest college football coach of all time. Well, his quarterback and another one of his stars, they had subpar efforts. And they were at the press conference. And you could tell one of them was in tears. Aww. One of them was close. And what happens normally at these press conferences is the coach and a couple players come. They'll ask the players questions. And then they dismiss them to go to the locker room. 
and the the moderator said, okay, we'll dismiss the athletes to go to the locker room. And the quarterback, man, he's wiping the tears Aww. away. It just breaks your heart. Nick Saban grabs his stars Aww. and pulls them back down. And he said, am I allowed to say a word? Well, I mean, he's going to do whatever he wants <laughs> right. to. And the moderator's like, absolutely. And he said, these two guys are heartbroken because they didn't play their best. Mm-hmm. But I want to let you know we're not here tonight. If it wasn't for them, mm-hmm. you know, they are true Alabama Crimson mm. Tide heroes, mm-hmm. and I love them, and I, I just really built them up, Aww. and I just thought, man, that's leadership. Yes. You know, yes. because they didn't have great games, right. you know, right. but again, it's a game, mm. and my guess, I don't know this, but those two players are going to walk away, they're still going to be disappointed, but they're going to say, that was something I'll never forget, my coach my lifting coach, me yeah. up in my season of heartbreak, and it's just a reminder, I can do that, you can do that, we should do that. Relationships are what it's about. Okay, so we can't get through the segment without history. (laughs) We could. Okay, we could, but we're not going (laughs) to. So January 11, 1759, the first American life insurance company is incorporated in Philadelphia, the corporation of poor and distressed Presbyterian ministers and of the poor and distressed widows and children children of Presbyterian ministers. Poor Presbyterians was kind of bad back in 1750. But I think it's pretty cool that yeah. that's the legacy yeah. behind uh, life, life insurance. insurance right? I had no idea. So way to go, Presbyterian <laughs> Church. Right. I awesome. talked about the Presbyterian Sunday because some of the founding fathers of the Restoration mm-hmm. Movement were Presbyterians right. that were frustrated and walked away. So right. we'll give some props that's to the right. Presbyterians that's right. here. <laughs> um, number two, January 10, 1946, the first General Assembly of the United Nations, Hmm. comprised of 51 nations, convenes at Westminster Central Hall in London, and one week later, the UN Security Council met for the first time and established its rules. This is right after the end of World War II. I think World War II officially ended in September of 1945. And, you know, there's some people today that are not a fan of Mm -hmm. the United Nations. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually think it's a positive. I don't think they always do positive things. Mm -hmm. I don't agree with every decision that Mm -hmm. they make, but I think there is definitely positives when countries come together, when they keep their eyes on what matters most, right. when they keep their um, agenda away from the left-leaning lunacy. Number three, January 9, 2007, so this would be 15 years ago. Probably Apple changed the world, really. Well, let me tell you why. Apple CEO <laughs> Steve Jobs unveils the very first iPhone, mm-hmm. a touchscreen mobile phone with an iPod, camera, and web browsing capabilities, and it happened at Macworld, the Macworld convention in San Francisco. And I think you're right. It probably changed the world more than anything else the last 15 years. Good, and probably for the bad. So how long till Stephanie Spangler got an iPhone? (laughs) I can't remember. Well, the first person I knew, Ken Rutledge, was a camp manager, and he got an iPhone. And I thought to myself, man, I'll never be able to have one of those. And I had that flip phone. What do they call it? An unsmartphone or a dumb phone, whatever (laughs) it was. And about three years later, I was like, I'm getting into this party. And I think in some ways the change isn't always good. You know, I know. Yeah, I think. But but it has changed today. I'm going to drive to Decatur and I'm going to do a lot of work on the way. And my iPhone is going to be a blessing in terms of making calls and listening to podcasts. And it's changed our country. Definitely. Hey, word of the week. Last year it was Pazelle, the cookies, which I ate all of them by myself. Me too. Uh, The word of the week this week is endemic. I'm hoping that COVID will move from a pandemic pandemic. to endemic. Tell, Tell me the difference. So endemic, by definition, says 
a disease regularly found among particular people in a certain area. Complacency is endemic in industry today is how it would be used. And so the idea is that it's no longer a crisis, mm. but it's like the flu. The, the, flu, the just, flu is endemic. Yeah. yeah. You know, right. Um, allergies for many people okay. is endemic. And gotcha. that's my hope is Me that too. that plays out. Me too. So there you go. Me too. Word of the week. Very endemic. good. Hey, good news. Wayne Kent, mm-hmm. the reason there is a direct line mm-hmm. is wrapping up his 17 year run wow. this week with direct line Decatur. I love my friend Wayne Kent. We're going to get him over here in a okay. couple weeks to talk about the Jesus music yes. movie. And you're going to watch I'm it. I'm going to watch it. Yep. And it's going to be a great time. So awesome. Wayne Kent, well Congratulations. Done. You're a good brother, Wayne. Aww, we love you. That's awesome. Okay, that's all we got. On behalf of my friend Steph, this is Greg saying thanks for listening to Direct Line. We'll see you next week.